Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elissa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode of our Women of Influence series features an interview with Joni Pilgrim, the co-founder and CEO of Nationwide Appraisal Network. During the interview, Joni discusses some of the challenges in the appraisal industry today, including the future of remote appraisals and how to combat racial bias. She also shares what she and Nationwide Appraisal Network are doing to be industry leaders. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Want to give your customers the streamlined mortgage experience they expect? Fannie Mae's digital mortgage solutions are fast, efficient, contactless, and they save paper. Our digital mortgage solutions provide efficiency for you, convenience for your customers, and deliver a great experience at every stage of the mortgage cycle. Own the mortgage experience with Fannie Mae's innovative solutions. Visit FannieMae.com slash go digital. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Welcome back to another segment of Housing Wire's Women of Influence. I'm Alcina Lloyd, Housing Wire's Digital Media Manager, and I'm joined with Joni Pilgrim, the CEO of Nationwide Appraisal Network. Thank you for joining us, Joni. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. So today you're here to share what makes you a woman of influence, as well as discuss the current movements of the appraisal industry. But before we focus on today's main discussion, can you share your background with our audience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, as you just stated, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Nationwide Appraisal Network, NAN. We're headquartered in the beautiful Tampa Bay area of Florida, and we're in our 17th year of business. But I actually started my career in the hospitality industry, running a restaurant before transitioning into appraisals, which would not seem like a natural transition on the surface, but it really turned out to be the best possible experience for me to prepare for a career in this industry. Um, For those of us who have worked in the hospitality industry, we all know it's about fast-paced environment, providing excellent customer service, and a commitment to high quality. So you have to truly earn your customer's business every time you interact with them. So still to this day, I lean on those experiences and those values in my approach to leading NAN. That's so true. And hospitality, I imagine um, your job is to make sure your customer is always satisfied and make sure that you are always putting them first. So I'm sure that's That's right. Perfectly for the appraisal industry. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And now I want to discuss how you became a housing wire woman of influence. The award highlights women that are transforming the housing industry with their strong leadership, which you displayed in 2020. Uh, During this time, the demand for appraisals increased significantly across the country. So I'd love to know how you navigated your team during this time and some of the lessons you learned. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'll never forget March 17th, 2020. That was the day we decided to send everyone home with their workstation. I asked everybody to set up their home offices and log in the next day. 
for instructions and not to worry. <laughs> We're going to navigate through this together, you know, all while trying to not show any fear on my face, you know, brave face. Um, it was definitely a scary time. You know, not only were we all worried about our own health and safety and the health of our loved ones, we truly had no idea what this meant for our industry. You know, states were shutting down quickly. We didn't know if appraisers were going to be deemed as essential workers. Borrowers didn't want appraisers in their homes. Appraisers didn't want to go into homes. You know, there was this overwhelming fear of getting sick. It was it was a challenge. So as you can imagine, a lot went into navigating 2020. And when you know that your team is looking at you to guide you through, it's a humbling task. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, it came down to three things for for me and for Nan. Culture being number one, you know, we'd worked so hard to cultivate this internal culture over the last 15 years. We wanted to maintain that, but we knew we needed to do it in a remote setting now. Communication was number two. And then finally, execution. So, you know, we decided at the very beginning that we were going to obviously prioritize the health and safety of not only our team, but our appraisers out in the field above all else. And that we would leverage our experience and our knowledge of the industry to help our mortgage professional partners Mm. as much as possible. There was a lot of changes happening in our industry with the release of the temporary flexibilities. The information was changing daily. There was a lot of confusion amongst our lender and appraiser partners. So we decided ultimately that the best bet was to stay out in front of these changes and truly be a resource by creating informational webinars about the changes related to COVID-19. We were fortunate enough, you know, the webinars were picked up by the industry's largest organizations and were ultimately attended by more than 2000 mortgage professionals. So we felt like we were able to help in some way Mm -hmm. when there was a lot of confusion, you know, swirling around about how do we interact with appraisals now? What's the next move? Um, Internally, you know, we had daily all hands meetings via video conference. We became really good (laughs) at the video (laughs) conference calls um, with the entire team. We developed training processes that worked in a remote environment versus being in office under one roof. Um, And we really emphasized the importance of how can we help approach. So we've always been really proud to be that company that embraces innovation and change, but we truly had to live that in 2020, you know, whether we wanted to or not, <laughs> it was, it was there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we really, you know, we reimagined our approach to customer service. We eliminated the call center model. We knew our clients needed to get through and talk to us now, you know, there, there, there was no wait time because there was so much change happening. We created unique appraiser incentives for our appraiser partners who are out in the field tirelessly getting these appraisals done. We built out new interactive website features that were relevant to getting those questions answered in this current market. Um, and we did all of this while tripling the size of our team. It was it was a learning experience. I'll never forget it. And I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that transparency makes all the difference. With our lender and broker partners, with our appraisers, even with our team internally, I think especially, you know, being a leader didn't mean that I needed to have immediate solution to every problem that came our way during this time. It just meant that I needed to be able to see the big picture, understand everybody's perspectives and challenges um, that we all faced, you know, not only us, but everybody that we work with. Mm -hmm. So 
it was more about listening than it was about talking. And from there, it was about collaborative efforts. You know, how do we address the challenges and foster that internal culture that embraces change? Because we knew that that's what was before us. You know, this is, we're changing. The industry's changing. The needs are changing. So, you know, at NAN, our executive team checks their egos at the door. It doesn't matter if we've been doing something the same way for the past 17 years. If we have a new team member who's only been here for a week and they have an idea or a way to make things better, stronger, faster, we want to hear it test it out and ultimately put that idea to work. Mm -hmm. So, so as you talk about changes, I want to talk about your leadership further and also talk about the growth of your company from 2019 to 2020, your company had 101% quarter growth and it's set to track an additional 85% this year. Furthermore, aside from external growth, your staff grew by 200% from 2019 to 2020 and is projected to grow by another 50% by end of the year. So what is driving this growth and demand and also new hires? That's a great question. You know, in, in March 2020, the Federal Reserve slashed interest rates, which helped to stimulate the economy. The interest rates fell to their lowest levels, and the trend still continues to this day. Um, we've seen unprecedented refinance volume due to the low mortgage rates, which caused an increasing demand for appraisal services. So more demand meant a higher volume of appraisal requests coming to NAN all over the country. So even though we pride ourselves on our use of data and analytics for smart appraiser decisions and appraiser selection, and we use technology to streamline the processes, there was still a high-touch element on every appraisal order to ensure that the process is moving along the way that it's intended, especially now. So, you know, the appraisers have been operating at max capacity for almost two years. We're seeing extended turn times throughout the country. So this means that we need to ensure that service levels are in place and that communication is our number one priority. We're extremely conscious about maintaining service levels in this particular market. It's so important. And because turn times have increased, our lenders need more communication. We can't let an appraisal go for a day without a touch to the lender, letting them know that at the very least we are on track. So communication has really been our number one tool to combat this unprecedented market. And the feedback that we've received from our lender partners has proved that hiring and growing the team was the right move for Nan. Um, that is what has truly allowed us to maintain that high touch and high communication kind of serviceability for our appraisal requests. See, that's definitely important with the amount of volume I know lenders are seeing. Yeah. Right now. Definitely. Yep. So I want to switch gears and talk about something we've been discussing a lot at Housing Wire, which is remote appraisals. Um, during the initial onset of COVID-19, appraisers experienced many challenges, including high volume demand and a decline in the overall appraiser population, forcing the industry to adjust their processes by implementing technology. While some companies practice remote inspections, others claimed remote solutions put an additional burden on homeowners. Regardless of where the industry stands, it's clear that remote inspections are here to stay. So that being said, I'm curious on your take. Do you think remote inspections are beneficial and will they have a lasting impact on the industry? You know, I absolutely believe that remote inspections have their place in the industry and that they help address some of the major challenges we face, especially when it comes to appraiser shortages, time constraints, and of course, the health and safety during the pandemic. Now, are they the right solution for every appraisal? No, but do they have a place? Absolutely. There are lots of ideas 
being floated right now for how to modernize the industry. And I think that's great. You know, at NAN, our position is that the appraisal space needs an evolution, not a revolution. There's a real focus right now on leveraging technology, automated valuations, and data-driven solutions. And I'm all in for that. But we can't forget that the human factor of appraisals is so important. What I think we need to do is simultaneously focus on how we develop the next generation of appraisers who can then leverage technology to make the process smarter, faster, and better, but still keep that irreplaceable human component in the equation. I think that's really interesting. We're finding when we talk to people that work in the fintech industry, that's something that they also discuss is while people do like to be able to do everything on their phone or do everything digitally or behind a computer, that human Mm -hmm. element is still such an important part of the process. Absolutely. Which the human part takes me to another question. Our next topic is I'd like to discuss um, the biasness and appraising that we've been hearing about so much in 2020 and 2021. Um, During 2020 and 2021, there have been a lot of news stories discussing racial biasness and the appraisal process. So much so coalitions have been created to combat this discrimination. So um, I'm curious, how do you make sure your team ensures fairness during the appraisal process? And do you have any advice to other appraisal companies? That's a great question. This is something that has definitely been at the forefront of our minds here at NAN. It's especially challenging in our industry, which has subjectivity to it by nature. The appraisal is ultimately an opinion of value. So if I take the three best appraisers in my town and send them to my house, odds are I'm not going to get the same exact value on all three reports, right? So how do we ensure that the appraiser's conclusion is based on the fact and not on racial or cultural bias. So, you know, of course, as an AMC, we have no idea the racial background of the borrower or the racial makeup of the neighborhood. So there's no way for us to proactively screen for bias. So we're in a position where we've got to be reactive rather than proactive, which is always a challenge. Um, At NAN, we have two primary lines of defense to manage any concerns that are brought to us. First, we have our robust compliance team that immediately initiates an in-depth investigation of any concerns that are sent our way. We interview both parties or all parties involved. We review the appraiser's history. We take a deep dive into the allegations that are presented. Concurrently, we have a team of in-house staff appraisers who can objectively look at the report to determine if anything seems out of place on the data, photos, comparables, anything. If we have any reason to believe that bias played a part in the valuation, we will not hesitate to order an independent third-party review or even an entirely new appraisal to ensure that we reach the correct valuation. So we take immediate action internally as we have zero tolerance for this behavior. All right. Well, thank you for answering that. Um, I know that's a, definitely a topic that we're going to continue to hear about. So I'm always interested oh, yeah. in what companies are doing to uh, ensure fairness in the, in the process. As we talk about fairness and the appraisal process, I want to discuss your efforts in making sure children have a fair education. Um, you are the founder of uh, your company's nonprofit, Backpack for Kids, which provides backpacks filled with supplies to schools with large concentrations of low-income students in Florida. In the last few years alone, your team has raised between $10,000 and $15,000 from community support and corporate sponsors. So can you share the heart behind this foundation? Um, education is extremely important. And I found this question one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. And I could talk about this one all day. 
<laughs> Obviously, <laughs> this one is near and dear to my heart, and it's definitely a passion of mine, especially as a mom. Um, you know, I think that every community is responsible for their children within the community. You've heard the term, it takes a village, and yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. The community is the village that takes care of the kids. You know, they need us to advocate for them. They need us to support them, especially when families are struggling financially. I wanted to make it our mission to ensure that these kiddos have a level playing field and they start their school year off on the right foot by having the supplies that they need to be successful. And as you know, it's not just the students that need our support, but the amazing teachers who are out there every day, Mm -hmm. even spending their own money in a lot of cases on supplies just so that they can get through a lesson or even start a lesson. Mm -hmm. I think that the teachers in our community are the real heroes. And so we need to show up for them in a big way. And that's really the goal behind Backpacks for Kids. I think that's amazing. Um, Who knows, you might have uh, future appraisers in those groups that you're helping. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Well, before we wrap today, I want to know if there's any advice you can offer to other women who aspire to your level of success. Yes. You know, I think the best advice I can give is to find organizations and groups that share your passion and get involved with those groups. Attend trade shows, network, meet the folks in the industry that are out there every day doing great things, share your ideas, collaborate and learn as much as you can. This industry is ever changing. So don't be afraid to speak up, take a stand and work every day to make this industry better than it was yesterday. And that's probably the best advice I can give. Well, I think that's great advice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, Joni, thank you so much for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really had a great time. It was wonderful speaking with you. Of course. So listeners, thanks for listening and join us next Tuesday for another great interview with a woman of influence. Until then, tune in tomorrow for an interview with our host, Matthew Blake, housing our senior real estate reporter. You won't want to miss out. Uh, Have a great evening, everyone. Thank you. Looking for more insight into what will happen in 2022? Or maybe you need more information on what in the world is happening with the federal regulators. Or you could just be looking for information on how to stay competitive as the industry shifts to a purchase-focused market. Our HW Plus Premium Membership comes with all of this insight and more. With your HW Plus Membership, you'll get at least five HW Plus articles a week that dive deeper into the daily news to help you confidently make business decisions. To join, go to housingwarrant.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk daily. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. Make sure to tune in tomorrow.